Hey, what's going on? It is episode 277 of the Hey Man podcast. This is Dave. This is Ben. Some people took umbrage with the uh, throwing snowballs at cars. Yeah. So I ran a they poll. Were, they that were upset with the people that were upset with me. Last week on the podcast, you talked about how you took your son outside and taught him how to throw snowballs at cars. And then you told the audience that your father passed along <laughs> to you. Yeah. The art of throwing snowballs at cars. So I posted a poll on our Instagram page where all our polls go. And um, I would say slightly more people felt that you were an asshole Hmm. uh, than not. So um, (laughs) It makes me happy just thinking about it. Yeah. Just throwing snowballs at cars makes me happy, like that idea. We actually got a a, a call-in response if you'd like to hear it. Sure. Hey, guys. It's... Double D calling back in. And I just got a comment about the whole snowball debacle that Ben was talking about. First of all, super douchey. Super douchey move. (laughs) And your dad was wrong for teaching you. And I think you're wrong for teaching your kid. But you can't just stand out in the street and throw freaking snow at people's cars. And, like, I get it. Well, it's not going to damage anything. It's not the fact of the matter that it's, it's soft, powdery snow. The problem is distraction, number one, and it could cause someone to wreck or whatever the case may be. But two, you don't know what kind of wackos are out there, and you got your son out there, and you're like, yeah, throw a snowball at his car. And then, like Dave said, whether it's a local Golden Glove or somebody just, I don't know. I, I don't, I don't think it's a, I don't think it's a good idea. And the hot tub, the hot tub situation, I got one. I shared you a picture on the, on the Facebook. Um, yeah, so, yeah, they're cheap to get, which is fine, and like Dave said, you know, you got to pay monthly for it, I'm on a budget, I don't really notice, but you also got to get Must be a nice. permit from the town to have it, and it's a hassle, you got to buy a new lid for it every four or five years, so it's definitely an expense, none of it's going to make you any money, Dave's right, there might be some ghosts floating around, but there's so much, like, chlorine in it, it's, it's not that bad, but I just... You guys are both invited to come, balls and wieners, in the mm. hot tub, bunch of dudes, libations, <laughs> and uh, I don't know, it's not that weird. I mean, my neighbors come over from time to time, but you're right, it is mostly for me and my wife. But it wasn't until he said that. Tub. I just want to say what's up. I like calling in and harassing you guys. See you next week. <laughs> well, I'll say this. Uh, I disagree with him that it's douchey, but I do agree with him where I don't know what kind of cycles are out there. And he's right. Like, I'm going to throw the wrong snowball one day, and it's going to end up very poorly. <laughs> but I, I don't know. I just kind of like, I, I I guess I'm just saying until then. Say la vie, right? Yeah, I guess. I mean, dude, but with that kind of thought, like with that kind of train of thought, like don't do anything ever then because you never know. It could get scary. You know what I mean? <laughs> no. Yeah, I mean, it's just like, okay, then what's next? Don't, uh, I mean, you know what I mean? Don't, don't. Uh, yeah, he's saying don't. Don't jump in people's hot tubs that you don't know no, now? No, don't attempt to uh, damage people's property. Okay, uh, uh, okay. He's That's right. Different. He's wrong about it being douchey. <laughs> he's right about it being dangerous. Yes. Um, I live dangerously, so it's fine with me. What else did he say? That to? Oh, um, yeah. God forbid we distract a driver. God forbid something happens where every driver who's looking down at their phone is distracted. What if the driver got out not an argument I'm and just hear. pummeled your kid within an inch of his life but did nothing to you? He was like, I don't want none of that. I heard about those hands. Well, I'd say. <laughs> just pummeled your kid. I would say. I mean, that's how we learn. So yeah, it's, it's about how many times lesson we get up. Learned. Not how many times we get knocked down. It's how many times we get up. I agree with you. Yeah. And I'll, I'll jump in that dude's hot tub anyways. We'll, we'll figure <laughs> out. We'll find common ground, you know? Out of all the um, arguments myself and my wife have had over the years, one that keeps on resurfacing, and it started uh, when we were first together, we had this argument about me not dancing, right? I slow dance. I slow dance. I, I, I slow dance all day long. I have no yeah. issue with this. I don't what I would call fast dance, solo dance, freestyle dance. I don't do that. I, my rule is when I'm on a dance floor, I have to be physically touching the other person. Mm-hmm. I don't break away and do my own moves and shimmy back to her or any of that kind of stuff. I won't do it. What um, if she What if she mocks a fishing pole No, and tosses nothing. it to you and hooks it in your cheek? We're separate. Can't do it. I have to be touching <laughs> her. You know what she, I'm saying? What if she mocks a net and throws it over no, you? not happening. 
Uh, my mom does that thing where she points out and does the finger, you know, yeah. like fingers, you know, hey, waves you in with her She's finger. She's free as a bird out there. Yeah, no good. Uh, th- so we've always had, we've always <laughs> had this, there's this contention where she'll always be like, you know, I don't know why you just can't dance. You know, we go to places and we're at weddings and everyone's having a good time and you're standing there like you're, a, you know, in sixth grade with your arms crossed with a couple other lame dudes who refuse to dance with their wives sure. and all the wives are out there and there's always the one guy who goes out there mm-hmm. and uh, whether he can or can't dance, he's willing to dance, right? And he gets all the attention. And you know who the happiest guy at that party is. Sure. But then, and on the way home... My wife will always bring up, well, see, I mean, he didn't care. It was like, who cares if he's good or not? But he was pretty good. But like, either way, like he went out there and like, you know, that's all I'm asking is for you to go out there and like, put it all on the line. Yeah. Terry wasn't embarrassed. (laughs) Yeah. So, uh, that's always been an issue with us. And the other thing is I'm not handy. So, um, I don't have the ability to fix things. Although my dad was mechanical, a mechanic, uh, I used to blame it on the fact that I didn't pay attention when he tried to teach me things, but I think a lot of that is just because I'm not a mechanical person. And so I put this to you. Can you learn to dance? Yes. Can you learn to be mechanical? Sort of. What's easier? What do you think is a, is a, in, in a more realistic hill to climb? It's two different sides of the brain. One is like, I got to get over this fear of looking stupid. And, and you know you are going to look stupid. And the other one is like, I just have to learn these things. But see, fixing things, there's people that there's people that know how to build and there's people that don't. I don't. I follow plans sometimes and I build things, but I don't know how to build. I simply follow instructions. Well, I've often said, like, if you go and listen to, I always use Metallica as, as the like gold standard for this, uh, especially early Metallica, because you, and I guess even to mid midlife Metallica, there's so many intricate parts to all their songs. You're like, how did they write? It doesn't even make sense that they have all these bridges and choruses and third choruses and third verses and solos. And it's like, how did this come together? It's supposed to be just like a thrash or metal song, but it's so intricate. And it's like, these guys lay this down. And if you've ever watched, if you've ever seen them live or watch a video of them playing live, they nail it. They, mm-hmm. they, they always nail it. Right. And so you're just like, man, this is just the next level. And it's weird that they're not jazz musicians and they're not, you know, operatic. And they, they play heavy metal. But they play it like like Rush, like mathematically. And so that's always very uh, impressive to me. But I can't do any any of that. I can't I can't follow instructions. I can't follow I can't follow directions. And I can't dance. So I feel like when you're saying like, yeah, you have to get over the fact that you're going to look goofy. I don't know. Some dudes don't look goofy. I mean, they look goofy to other dudes who can't dance or like that guy's, he looks pretty goofy, but really they don't, they don't look goofy. Yeah. But dude, when I was a young, young man, I once took dance lessons, like couples dance lessons with a girl I was dating. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd say what, man, to like, feel like, you know what you're doing, even if it's in a small, the parameter is very tight of what you can do. It's it's similar to when you go out there, you're roller skating and you're doing your backward stuff, dude. You like you soar like an eagle, right? Mm-hmm. When you when you know what you're doing and you're dancing, it is a little bit of all right. So I put a poll tonight. It was sort of last minute on the Instagram asking our listeners, the female listeners. That's who it was geared toward. Uh, would you rather have a husband who can dance or one that was handy? And I guess the nuance here is when you're single and you're not married yet, you want the guy that could dance, <laughs> yeah. right? But then when you're married, typically you would think that the women would want the dude who's handy. Uh, however, my wife voted in the poll and voted dance still, uh, although she can't stop telling me how not handy I am. Uh, the kids do cheer me when I get a, a ladder out and I, I, I put a new battery. <laughs> yeah. I put a new battery in the uh, smoke detector. You know, everybody claps, and I, you know, I come down the hall of two people and smack hands as I, you know, like I'm running out onto the field at Notre Dame. Yeah. But, um, yeah, she, she's, she's definitely very outspoken on how I can't do or build anything. Yet, she'll always say like, "Oh, we, what do you think? We could tackle this together." And it's, it's, I'm like, you, you know, I mean, it's just, it's not gonna happen. No. And initially, she was like, "Oh, maybe you could, you know." 
do the finish the basement, and you see my basement. This is this couldn't happen. You're like this is a it's a big job. Yeah, it's impossible, and they just don't understand it. But I she, love that when guys I know that like aren't construction, like they're not carpenters, and they're like, yeah, so I finished my basement. I'm like, you did what? Well, oh, you built <laughs> what? You built a boat and sailed across the Pacific. You might as well have just said that. Well, here's here's I guess getting back to that Metallica analogy is some people just understand how a barn is built, how tresses are set up, what support beams you need, yep. uh, how deep a four by four goes in the ground and the cement, but where the frost line is. And even if they, they don't just know, know that, even if they don't know, they look at it and they go, "I wonder if it's three foot or four foot," and then they get the exact. Yeah, but they know it needs to be there. Well, I was talking about, you know, running an extra receptacle and, you know, all my neighbors and every dude that I know was like, oh, it's easy. All you got to do is you got to get a box, you put it on the wall, you trace it, you put it in there, you get some fish tape. You, And I'm like, I, I, I don't I don't have a clue about any of this. <laughs> I know. But one thing that I always knew was, well, I was always amazed, damn amazed at the amount of damage I could do with just a hammer. I could break things. <laughs> you I could you especially things. or one can do with a hammer? Me, one, but me especially as well. (laughs) Um, I would take things apart all the time and never put them together. I would say, oh, that's a cool boom box that worked perfect. And I'd say, oh, I want to take it apart. And especially after watching Goonies, because I remember Data had all that like cool gadgets on him and stuff. You know the, the the teeth that was able to, or they were able to shoot out. That's a little Asian hook. kid. Yeah. Oh yeah. And so his I was pinches like, oh. of power. Yeah, I was like, I could I could probably make some of this stuff. And everything I took apart. Was eventually destroyed. I never put one thing back together correctly. Not one thing. And no. there's guys in prison that are taking a, an old Walkman and making, you know, a, a tattoo business out of it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, but the only thing I can do is use a hammer to destroy things that I, I, I have been able to. Uh, so if you need me, as my dad would say, bull in a china shop, I heard that more than anything growing up. <laughs> um Almost like, remember when Chunk was supposed to open the door and they made the comment about his mom and just moved out of the way and he like went crashing through it? Mm. That's that's me, you know, on all fronts. I think you should take dance lessons. So I ask you again. Now, so far the audience is is heavy in the. We'd, I'd like to marry a handyman or have a handy husband. No, because my you know wife what, with my wife coming up behind with the the dance, and I think that I could potentially and maybe for the podcast take dance lessons it's nice to fix things but it's never it's never gonna scratch that itch that is learning to dance dude when i was okay when i was in sixth grade i was tiny right i'm not i was tiny in fresh freshman year also but in sixth grade i was particularly tiny i'd never been to a dance in my life i met a dude named jason and i told him as much i said hey man this dance is coming up i'm really excited it's gonna be awesome only problem is i don't know how to dance and all I've really heard is Christian music and a little bit of Michael Jackson until about four months ago when I got a Guns N' Roses tape. You got to help me out. Also we, not music to dance to. No. So we went to my buddy Jason's house and he taught me how to do the running man. And I think it's the Roger Rabbit, but... Please tell me. What's that. the one that Vanilla Ice used to do that way? Like, go ninja, go ninja, go... Right? Yeah. Ninja Turtles I, too. I, I, We've I all think that's it. the running man. I'm not sure. Mm, it's like... Um, all right. Picture your base is a triangle and you kick your heels up toward your like butt or groin and you go side to side dude sometimes you put your hand up here when you do it like in living yeah, color I, I don't know what that's dude called. it's called the awesome dance so i learned it and i dude i went from a guy who'd never been to a dance in my life i think this is part of that like um sheltered growing up and i didn't know to be i was too naive to be embarrassed well, I went to my first dance ever, and they started playing, you know, ABC, BBT, East Coast Family, right? I go out there, reckless abandon, and I start doing all the moves that Jason taught me, and much to my pleasure, the crowd ate it up, and they chanted, go white boy, go white boy, and that was king for a day, dude. Did you ever see that show Life Goes On? Yeah, with Corky. Yeah. Just asking. But anyway, no, good why for you. Bring you. That up? What no, just that? good for you. Oh, okay. just good right. for you. I didn't know if that had anything to yeah, do, no. do with the way I danced. No. Uh, Dude, I'm just I, wondering, but, you know, they cheered you on. You felt good about yourself. And but, then, the, but listen, this same thing happened. Then my sister got married. I went to her wedding. Guess who stole the show again, baby? I know my sister got married, but guess who stole the show and danced with every bridesmaid at the age of 13? Me, baby. Then dances changed. 
music changed a little bit and I kept doing the same <laughs> two moves that I knew and I kept doing eventually people were like you should you know like like uh, it's like that old Jim Carrey skit where he tells a guy like I'll see you in hell <laughs> and it becomes this catchphrase every time somebody yes. sees him they're like hey how's, how's the coffee today see you in hell that's like it's like when they they do these movies uh, where people are unfrozen from some ice block and they they're wearing like an Austin Powers you or made whatever, Encino, man. and they're wearing like or Encino Man. They're wearing butterfly collars, and, and now it's like you know 1985, and they're still dressing like 1965. So here I am, you know, just just getting some nugs and wheezing the juice, and he starts mm-hmm. taxing on my gig so hardcore, Cruster. So I'm dancing in sixth grade. It wore off. I never re- until like the raver scene came along, and then there was two more moves that I learned, and they involved like shoelaces and glow sticks. There was there's rave moves. Oh, dude. Haven't you ever seen... Well, you just like wave your arms around like one of those things outside of a car (laughs) dealership, right? Well, haven't you ever seen that famous video of those goth people dancing? Under a bridge? Yes. Yeah, but that's not rave. Those are my moves, baby. Oh, okay. (laughs) Sorry, my moves. So I had two separate periods in my life where I had two moves and I ran them into the ground. Mm Mm-hmm. And I'm telling you that I've fixed many a light bulb and I've rewired electrical outlets and I've uh, put in floors. None of those things came close to the pure splendor that I felt in my veins when I knew those two dance moves. Too. We'll see what happens in the next 24 hours, but I still feel like uh, the handyman is going to win out. And um, I, I believe... Dude, you're never going to learn enough, bro. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I, I agree with that. You know how many things there are to hit with hammers and turn with I just screwdrivers? Think as women age, there's uh, there's different things that, that uh, you know they find attractive. And being able to not spend money and fix your own house with your shirt off and a tool belt and all those things. Let's be honest. What's the point of why do women like when, when a guy can dance well? Um, the same reason they like the handyman stuff somewhere in their DNA goes, he is good provider, but the dancing, no, the, the dancing means right. he is good for mate. Right. He's good. These, I don't, these moves. You, you don't need to do any of that. Just, it just doesn't make sense if okay. I do it without a Russian. Yeah, it, it does. All right. Okay. I'll try, Let's it, try it again. Let's take, take it from the top. He's <laughs> going to be a, that's going to be a good mate. Yes. No, they see the guy dancing and gyrating. I don't think it's about a mate. I yes, think it's just it is, about dude. The it's... act of, of love making. It's not about no. being a mate for like life. It's why, like, why hey, that you, dude's got Why moves. would anyone participate in the act of love making? Yeah, but that's just a, a one a, and done. They, they don't level. need him to be their mate. A mate means you're together for some period of time. No, to mate with that person to procreate. That's why we're here. That's why we're, I, that's why I, we're I, on this planet. I'm going to disagree with you. And I think that that's we why we're on this planet. I have to make another subsequent poll. But the whole point of dancing. The only reason we're here is to make more of us. The whole point of. I hear you. But the whole point of the, the reason they're attracted to dancing is just about, oh, that guy can move. If he can move there. But that's just about mm-hmm. a one and done. It's not meaning that, oh, that's going to be no, the guy who's going to marry and give. I'm. We're arguing about doesn't something matter, that we can't really, we, we, we can't, uh, I, my point was a hockey player moves good. A soccer player moves good. Why is dancing Dude, specifically? Anyone, anyone that saw me dance in sixth grade wanted to mate with me forever. And then that's what, what happened? I'm, that's what I'm telling you right now. Cause I just, you know, I, I didn't choose them all. Mm, okay. Well, I'm glad we got that figured out. And again, they saw me do the running man and they were like, this is where we get like, into those situations uh, when I know how to make babies. That's what I'm doing. Where you and I don't really have a leg to stand on <laughs> in this argument. And we're going to argue until <laughs> there's just somebody else has to chime in on this. Dude, so. But you might as well be like, yeah, I'm going to learn how to bore out cylinders and get new pistons. No, you're not. <laughs> I, you could be a little more handy. And that'd be fine. Yeah. But you could be incrementally hander. But dude, if you learn how to swing your ballroom dance. You're well, gonna you're gonna make her swoon, bro. You weren't the only one taking taking heat uh, on the voicemail this week. Yeah. Hang on one second. I'm always I'm always the heel lately. Hey guys, it's Stephanie Clark. It's Monday, February eighth, about seven p.m. Um, and I just want you to know that I've just finished listening to episode two seventy six. And um, first of all, I am appalled, David that you choose to mention Adam in hate with regard to Dave Matthews and don't mention me. It's like you're now purposely, you're shunning me in all the ways. You're not even shunning me in love anymore. You're shunning me in hate. Mm. I don't even care about Dave Matthews. You like Dave Matthews because I like Dave Matthews. And I'll admit, I like Dave Matthews. And no, he doesn't play a rain stick and some bongos. I play a rain stick and some bongos. Okay, Dave? So shun me, hate me. <laughs> I can't believe you mentioned Adam and not me. That's number one. Number two, that 
I would just like to say while I'm driving around from practice, taking my kid to her job and to her practice, and I'm irritated that she's such a go-getter and so responsible and it's just a pain in my ass because it's inconveniencing me driving around in the snow Monday, on a Monday at 7 o'clock at night when I should be at my pajamas. I'm just glad she didn't but see anyway, me dance in sixth grade. I would like to say, for the record, that not many people get me to laugh out loud literally. <laughs> and when you referenced Yehovah... Indiana Jones in the last crusade. I didn't find it that funny. I Starts with an eye. So thank you for that. Yeah. Dave, thanks, but no thanks. She's the nothing. best caller. Bye. Now, she hung up and had to call back because she had more to say. I just also realized that <laughs> I said nothing at the end of that sentence, and it was terribly grammatically incorrect. I can't stand it. So for sure. people at the pearly gates that say nothing, I got nothing to do. Um, people that use there, there, and there incorrectly, two and two incorrectly, you know the ones. They're not allowed in heaven. Bye. Fair enough, Stephanie. Mm. She was right about me being funny, though. <laughs> <laughs> she had to sneak I that like in. that. You know what? She had energy, though. She had, like, boy, you want to stay on the right side of her. <laughs> uh, Don't cross that one again, Dave. I'll try not to. Yeah. I have been waiting. All week. <laughs> I texted you several times to make sure you were going to get this done because I was pretty sure you were going to come to the table and be like, you know what? I couldn't find an opportunity. I was busy. Whatever excuse I you barely had got it done. to not watch Urban Cowboy. I love this movie, and I, but I love it for different reasons. It is what it is. Yeah. So I am going to give you, I again, like I told you last time, I only gave you a minute to do a review last time. No, I just need one. You're going to do one. Yeah, one's fine. All right, let me let me uh, set my clock here, and then I will let you go. So you are going to give us up front a sixty second head to tail review of Urban Cowboy. Just uh, uh, tell us what it's about. I don't even know if I need to tell minute. us what it's about. All right, are you ready? Mm-hmm. Go. All right, it's about this um, John Travolta. He moves from Spur, Texas. He moves to a different place in Texas, and uh, he moves there so he can get a job at an oil rig and but what he really does though he gets a job being a gopher but what he really does is he goes to the bar every single day and he has sex with as many women as he can and he dances a lot although his good dancing isn't really a plot point in the movie he does do a lot of dancing well he ends up becoming obsessed with riding a mechanical bull and uh he gets married to a girl that he met on like the second date he gets married to her after fighting in a puddle and then he gets really good at the bull and he slaps a few different women and then a different people slap his wife. And then at the end, he wins a mechanical bull contest. And then he gets into a fight with the dad from The Leftovers. And then uh, he gets back with his wife and they drive away. Wow, he did that in 52 seconds. So before we do a deeper dive. That how sounds many, like that's a pretty good plot though, right? How many 10-gallon hats do you give this movie? One. <laughs> I give this movie one 10-gallon hat because... Um, that's a lot of gallons. Because it has to have a gallon hat. I, you know why I give it two? Because, uh, well, what is his name? Wes? Yeah. Wes. What was Scott Glenn? Yeah, Scott Glenn. Because that guy is the most ripped dude in the whole world. <laughs> if you watch The Leftovers, he's like 80, and he's, his body's still eight times better than anyone I've ever met. So two, because that dude's so ripped. Beside Sam Elliott and Jack Palance, who you might know from City Slickers, anybody who, you know, that's, the, I guess, the most, the most contemporary... Um, movie that he's probably been in which is still like 30 years ago mm -hmm. uh scott glenn is the most cowboy looking person that walking the planet i get him confused with david carradine he's also a cowboy looking dude i guess yeah I don't know. he just looks so like yeah, he, he look looks alike. like kung fu cowboy to me so which is a sweet combo i love this movie uh and this is the reason i <laughs> asked you we right now we're in this cancel culture it's been going on for a long time and just as of yesterday they canceled gina carano who is on the show the mandalorian she made some comment on twitter or a couple comments on twitter that were uh were not enough left-leaning and they fired her hmm. the, the i heard that i didn't know Twitter what she came said. out in droves and they shut her down and she is no longer working for disney she was like the bounty hunter um girl that i never saw it but yes that's, yeah i remember i remember her i think okay. she's kind of buff yeah, she was a, a professional fighter before she oh, was an actress. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. She's cool. Yeah, and I she guess. was in Daredevil, and she's been in a couple action oh. movies. That being said, 
this movie is the antithesis of, of cancel culture. Dude. I don't understand. Okay, we got to this point in, I don't know, let's let's just call it 2019 when the whole cancel thing took over, right? I have no idea after, this movie came out in 1980, okay? Urban Cowboy, 1980. Yeah. What movie pushes the boundaries more than this movie when it comes to male chauvinistic behavior, men punching out women, men telling women what they can and can't do, (laughs) men uh, maybe throwing food at women, men having sex with multiple people and uh, not being, not even ashamed about it, but not even the only time, The only time in this movie that a man phrased his statement in a question was when he was interrogating one. (laughs) It was never like, could you hand me that beer? It was like, why is that guy looking at you? That's the only time. Yeah. Well, there's a part where Scott Glenn is having sex with a chick. Or a chick, Wes, walks into, uh, a girl walks into Wes's trailer, because they all live in trailers. And uh, there's another girl hiding in a closet behind that, that he just got done having sex with. And he's like, okay, you can boot now. I got to make room for this one. And it was like, knocks on the closet as if to say, come on out. Right. No shame in his game. Well, normally what would happen is, is you tell her to go in the closet. So the other girl wouldn't know about it, but he's like, Hey, this is how I get down. I want you to know that you're just one. He says, you you can't expect a cowboy like me to ever be faithful to you. (laughs) Absolutely. So you have a whole two pages of notes. Mm -hmm. Can you, can you, can you enlighten us? I, okay. The main character, his name is, why this time did you take notes? Because never I, have you done this before. I disliked him so much, but the John I, Travolta character. I disliked Bud so much that I started going like, "Well, why do I dislike this guy? Am I being hard on him?" And I go, "Well, let me write down the things that he's doing." So basically, I wrote down his behavior, his behavior on two sides of a paper, and I just <laughs> list them in quick little statements. Now you tell me if this is a good man or not. It was funny because in every movie, unless it's an avant-garde movie, the protagonist has some redeeming qualities. There is. <laughs> None, <laughs> other than if you really like the way he rides a mechanical bull, right? And even he that has strong thighs. Even that he loses sometimes, and yes. then he throws a fit and slaps somebody around every time he loses. But I'll just start, okay? I'll give you. You can <clears throat> stop me if you want. And some of these are a little bit redundant. Number one, he drinks too much. He drinks far too much, despite his work schedule. <laughs> he has sex with multiple partners on the first night he meets them. He doesn't trim his beard. It goes all the way up to like his eyeballs. Uh, he's bad with money. He goes to the bar every night. He hits his girlfriend in public. He picks up his girlfriend and forces her into vehicles. He drives drunk. He gets engaged while intoxicated within an approximate month after fighting with his girlfriend in a puddle. He purchases a trailer while still on a five-month probation period, which is poor decision-making because he ends up breaking his arm and losing that. Um, although he never loses the trailer. They just don't, they don't explain it. He buys a home without discussing it. Nobody wants a trailer back. He buys a home without discussing it with his wife. He drinks first thing in the morning and then goes to work. He kicks his wife out. He picks up a woman and takes her home in front of his wife. He gets jealous because his wife rides a bull better than him. He gets jealous because his wife rides a bull and then fights her and that dude. Uh, Number 16, he abuses narcotics, including uh, Percocets or whatever. Uh, He makes the girl he picks up feel cheap on purpose. She goes, are you just taking me home to make your wife jealous? And he goes, yeah. Uh, he has the social skills of a toddler. He makes irate demands to waitresses and then throws food at them. He wears lame underwear. He lets his wife sleep around. He brings home his new girlfriend to his uncle's for pie immediately after his <laughs> wife leaves. He takes his new girlfriend to a Dolly Parton lookalike contest. That's why he wants to press the rich girl. He's like, let's go. Uh, he hogs the punching bag machine. He hogs the medicine, the mechanical bull. He wastes, <laughs> he wastes his girlfriend's cooking. He works too much. He tells girlfriend, suit yourself when she says she wants to move in. He fails to save Uncle Bob at work and Uncle Bob dies. He starts a fight with his wife at Uncle Bob's funeral, again, over the mechanical bull pride. <laughs> he gets upset when he's unable to rub victory in his wife's face. So he wins at the end. And the only thing that would make it better is if he could shove it in his wife's face. <laughs> so he gets mad that he can't do that. Uh, 29, he fights with Wes only because he's the only one that can hit his wife. I, I would agree on all those. But I do believe this is a place in time. Okay, so yeah, he drank every day, but he was drinking like Lone Star or Miller Lite. Dude, or he Bush treats or whatever. Come on. everyone like shit. Yeah, he is. And he's a huge pussy. He's not tough. No, he loses And he's fight. a whiny bitch. Mm-hmm. 
which you're missing out on that. Any Now, he's handsome. I'm not going to take that away from him with the beard and without sure. the beard. He's a good-looking dude. There's yeah, apparently no he time. can walk into the same honky-tonk and pull any girl he wants at any time. Yeah, until Wes got out of prison. But he's a phenomenal dancer. Oh, God. Yeah. And they show him do it. He's but doing it's a not two, a part he's doing of two-step, though. He's not really doing yeah, anything Yeah, but he makes it look awesome. He does. He, he glides. But it's not part of, like, there's like, they're like oh, you can dance, and then they go right to... Right. It's like, use that. Make that yeah, like Yeah, this wasn't what this 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 vehicle. This was not know. this was not driving this uh this vehicle. So, I also find it funny. I I had this argument with my wife. I said, you know, uh years years later, uh years ago, my wife and her friends were going to some there was a bar down in the city where it was like, "Oh, you know, they had a mechanical bull and that was like the cool thing to do. All the chicks were going to ride." Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah, "I really don't want that. Not not about that. I don't want my wife riding a mechanical. You know, you know what that no, it, I get it. it paints I get an it. image." And she's like, "What are you talking about?" I said, yeah, there's a reason, you know, and she's just denying that that's, that, that was a thing. That's like and Norm like, McDonald when he goes to jail and like, you know what they do to guys like us? And he's like, what? I never heard that. <laughs> yeah, right. So in this movie, um, this is the most uh, homoerotic thing you'll ever see is these dudes are, but they, so they're riding a bull in a manly fashion, but it's not that manly. And again, not that there's anything wrong with it, but no, it's not move, move yourself to 1984 and we're in truck stops doing arm wrestling, which is way more manly. And then move yourself up to 2020, like we talked about, and we're slapping each other in the beards, uh, and knocking each other unconscious. Blood sports, probably but, what? 88. Yeah. But this is where it all started. Right, it all started where we were squeezing our thighs together and uh, thrusting on a mechanical bull that was attempting to spin. He at twirl, one point twist to toss us off onto a bunch of wrestling mats. Dude. While other dudes uh, were very angry that you stayed on longer than they did, and you also got to bring your own riding gloves. When the big competition comes, oh, Wes has his own. Everybody knows, <laughs> dude. It's like my dad in his driving gloves, or he had like a fishnet when, shirt. When those assholes show up at the pool hall, and they have their own cue bag. Yeah. it's like okay, this guy's you are a cue bag. Oh, you guys are playing ping pong. Let me get my paddles. <laughs> so like, uh, there's a point when they're in the big competition at the end. He tells his girlfriend, who's been treating like garbage for a while while he's still married, he's like, put some of this on my ass. There's like powder that yeah, he wants like to death. slap on his ass, yeah. and she's like kind of laughing, and he's still looking at her like it's not funny. He's like, like powder he's like, there was almost a piece of joy in this movie, and they need to make sure I remove it. I will say this though: the the women in this movie, as homoerotic as this movie is, the women are stunning. Deborah Winger, and uh, I say this without any, I, I don't even, I, I don't, I don't even think any anybody even comes as close in her day. The hottest girl next door. That exists on the planet in her time. I had to Google her because I didn't know who she was. But Officer here's and it, a gentleman. But too. here's what happens: you you get in Wikipedia and it shows you her now. Right. And I'm like, ah, still, I got still a, the rest a of this movie. I got to pretend I didn't lady. see that. Yeah, you know. But uh, no, she's a bit of all right though. And that's she, a thing. But and so um, you don't slap her around, dude. No. I mean, everyone in the movie no. does all the yeah. time, <laughs> dude. She she catches the new boyfriend. She's still married. She catches the new boyfriend sleeping with another guy, and he's like. Uh, let's see with another girl, excuse me. And he goes, uh, he goes, cowboy like me ain't never going to be a one woman kind of man. You're going to have to get used to it. And she just is like, oh crap, that sucks. And starts putting the groceries away. And he's like, fix me something to eat and starts slapping her around. <laughs> he's like, how dare you catch me doing that? I want to say there's a scene where she's in the kitchen and somebody like boffs something off the side of her head, like throws a piece of sandwich or something. It's just the most degrading. I don't know. Again, I'm trying to think off the top of my head, and somebody's going to pop up and, and throw one out there. But if you've never seen Urban Cowboy, you have to watch this movie, and you'll go like, "How?" When people say, "How did this movie get made?" or "I don't understand how All in the Family could All in the Family be made now?" I don't know the way that it is with cancel culture. This movie, there is no way in hell if you were sticking to the story There's as it is. So like. When they wrote the script, they did, like they realized that all dudes were dicks to all the women in the whole time, and they were just like, "Yeah, it's Texas, badass." Don't ain't mess it? with Texas. He catches, she catches him cheating, and he says, "Did you get me cigarettes?" <laughs> then, he, then she throws him at him, and he makes her pick him up and says, "Fix me something to eat." It's bananas. Now, for everybody, now for anybody who's not heard or been with us long enough, you won't know that one of my favorite movies in the world is Vision Quest and Ben had not seen Vision Quest and when he watched it, he's like, wow, this movie's awfully rapey and then uh, pointed out a bunch of things that I never picked up on before and I'm like, man, I can, I don't look at Vision Quest. I still love the movie but it is very, 
very inappropriate. <laughs> yeah. On so m- I thought it was about wrestling. Well, there's just a couple not. scenes where he's. Yeah. Like, well, those ones take the cake, though. Yeah. I mean, uh, yeah. No, not like this one, though. <laughs> no, this is a whole nother. So you give it how many crushed beer cans? I dude, I was forty five minutes in this movie. How many I, rusty I spurs? Saw, let's let's <laughs> I give it I give it one out of five rusty spurs. <laughs> I was like forty five minutes in and I and I was watching Amazon Prime and it said that movie is two hours and fifteen damn minutes. <laughs> I was so mad. I was like, dude, he's making me watch all this. I was like, I, I was mad that I had to finish it. But then after a while I was like, Well It was worth it. Because now you can say you've seen it. If they would never have to see it again. If they would have cut some of the dance scenes and montages down to like ten minutes, that movie would have been an hour and a half. <laughs> There's also a scene like you were talking about where they have the, the the punching bag machine. You'll see it every now and then. Nowadays, you'll see it at, at you know places or whatever where you you punch a punching bag and then it tells you how strong you are, or how how hard you hit it, mm. how many psi, mm. right? And he hits it and, it, and it's it's the biggest puss punch you ever saw. Oh, but dude. it sort of values it, it like it's not. Punch. It was the worst punch ever. It's like you couldn't have just put, got behind another guy with the camera with the cow, same cowboy hat and let that dude punch the bag. John Travolta may be able to dance. And this, you know, just like you always say with the, the Madden theory, he's got he's got a 10 in the dancing, dancing. category. He's got a negative four in the, uh, the dude, right cross category. They're at a diner and Sissy pinches him in the arm and he slaps her in the face in the middle of the restaurant. <laughs> He's just like, don't do that. <laughs> it's banana. I have to feel like she then understood that punch. But then he got his ass worked in the parking lot. So. Yeah, but then there's this whole feel of like, like he slapped her, but but the well, movie. He and he well, just want to point this out. He didn't get his ass kicked in the parking lot for slapping sissy. No. He, so the guy watched the the guy who kicks his ass knows that he slapped sissy. That wasn't the problem though. No, it's because he, he threw a threw sandwich a, at the waitress. Sandwich. He threw his, and it missed and hit Wes in the back of the head. Yeah, it hit him in his fishnet fishnet shirt, <laughs> dude. <laughs> and the movie has this air of like, yeah, he they beat their women, but their women know they really love them. Yeah. Like there's this whole like they didn't mean it. Uh, it, it made me go like. Like the, a couple weeks ago, I was complaining about how all the movies are like for girls. Now it's like all the Disney movies are for girls, and now I go, oh, this is why they had to they're overcorrect. making up for a, the <laughs> 1980. Well, that is Urban Cowboy, and I hope, Wolf dude, I hope you guys paused the podcast and you stopped and spent two and a, two hours and fifteen minutes watching Urban Cowboy before you went back. And if not. I hope immediately after you're done listening to the podcast, you watch Urban Cowboy and you reach out to us and tell us how great it is. We want to know how many rusty spurs y'all give it. You didn't watch Legends of the Fall, though. No. So here's a- what I was going to ask you. It's my turn. Mm-hmm. I'm doing this. But that, <laughs> yeah. that that's what you want to start that's with? That's what I want you to watch. Legends of the Fall. Yep. I will watch Legends mm-hmm. of the Fall. I'm I, telling you, watch it with your wife. Dude, it's going to pay dividends big time, bro. All right. Even well, it, Watch it before she hears this episode so she doesn't get, you know. So she doesn't have some false push. She back. doesn't get up like Ed Belfour in front of it and say, <laughs> "Yeah, no, no, no." It's got to be all natural, dude. That's for sure. Uh, let me find some. Okay, so my brother, my brother. Well, I ha- first of all, I have a video game debacle, but I'm not going to tell you that story until next week because I'm not sure if it's going to cost me two hundred dollars or not. <laughs> that's just a. I'm going to put a pin in that's a teaser. My brother was trying to get me to play some game called Heyday. Mm-hmm. On, on, it's like a mobile phone game. Never heard of it. Um. I don't know. I play like a couple like uh, like blackjack or whatever on my phone. And play they play Jim this Rami. stupid like, tennis game. Do you? Like a 60-year-old man. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, he kept trying to get me to, to play this game. And my brother's a really smart dude. But I just started going like, this isn't like, why are you so into this game? You know, because it's addictive, I'm sure. And then I just started thinking, I was like, I don't think any really 
I won't say smart. I'll say any really successful people play games on their phone. It's not a shot at my brother because I play games on my phone. Some. But like, I just don't, I don't envision someone with like real important stuff going on being like, hold on, let me stop and um, Animal Crossing or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I don't see it. So I came up with a list of things that I think I'd like to hear successful people answer these questions. Um, and uh, let me run them by you. Okay. And then I have a few successful people like relatives or something. Or people that, I don't know, wrote wrote books. Oh, I'm going to ask them these questions. But um, these are questions that I want to start farming out to people that are successful. And I'm going to, maybe it's because I read that Jordan Peterson book. I'm trying to figure out, you know, it's been like five years now. I'm just mm. trying to figure out like how life works. Uh, and the first one is going to be, do, play, do you play games on your phone? And so you said you do? I do not. Well, no, I don't. I have Gin Rummy on my phone. It's the only game I have on my phone. I had a game called Quiz Up which is pop culture trivia. Like, you know, you could play Seinfeld trivia, The Wire, movies, TV. It's like trivia crack kind of? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's, I haven't played it in years. So no, I don't. Yeah, you do watch a lot of TV and do stuff like that, but I don't see, I don't see you doing like the bubble games. Dude, I was doing something uh, uh, at work not too long ago and I thought that the scenario was one that required focus and, I felt like the stakes were kind of high. This was like a big meeting. And I go, all right, man, everyone in this room is, is is a little tense. We're all focused. We have the eye on the prize. And I look over and an important part of this meeting, and there's a, there's a guy playing one of those games with the bubbles. Mm-hmm. You know, three green bubbles and the bubbles just three blue ones. And I just thought, and dad between my brother talking to me, and I go, I just, I don't know, man. I don't see like... Elon Musk. I don't see Sam Harris ever <laughs> playing a bubble game on his phone, right? Okay. Uh, do you listen to sports radio? No. Uh, I guess, again, I think it's in the same thing. I don't know, like, how many really successful people listen to sports Because it's that just, like, let's revolve around the game we already saw. And I feel like people with their eyes on the prize are like, yeah, I saw the game, but now I'm thinking about something Well, else. sports radio follows a specific format, and that is either the hosts are at odds or the hosts agree and they're at odds with the callers. They only take calls that are going to be divisive. You know what I mean? So it, yeah. it always falls into that same thing. Like we're gonna we're gonna go outside mics on the phone again. Yeah, we're gonna agree and we're gonna go at the caller, or we're not gonna we're gonna fight and mm-hmm. no one's calling in. And that, most of the things on these lists are things that I've either. Struggled. But it's all arbitrary because nobody cares. Nobody cares. <laughs> nobody cares about phone games either. Right. These are all things that I think I've struggled with, and then I catch myself. When I say nobody cares. People care, but it's 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 a it's, not really. It's, there's no stakes. Not for yeah right. yeah. Um. Do you exercise? No. Okay, do you put your shopping cart back? Yes. Do you fold your laundry immediately or do you just like put it in a pile and go to like whenever I get to it? My wife folds my laundry mm-hmm. and I... But is it right away or... She folds it immediately out of the dryer so it doesn't wrinkle. And then I plan on putting it away right away because I always tell her it's very disrespectful. I've actually said, I feel it's disrespectful to let the laundry sit on the dryer or the washer and dryer and, and just take it off there every day. Yet I do that. Okay. Because I always think like once it's out, let's get it done. But my wife will take it out and like put it in a pile or in a, in a basket. And I'll go, we should fold it. She'll go, no, it's fine. And I was like, but it's going to get all wrinkly again. Yeah. Well, she's I like, steam nah, everything. Anyways. Every day. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. You steam everything every day? Until uh, my mom got me an iron because my wife broke my iron <laughs> a couple right. years ago. Uh-huh. So now I have an iron and a steamer. All right. Uh, what's your coffee routine? You, are you? How much time you got? You got I another mean, two hours and fifteen well, minutes. Well, um, I am wondering. Every huh. day, I drink a. I wake up. I drink coffee, uh, Keurig coffee here in the house while I'm getting ready in a pot. Um, just a Keurig, you know, the regular one cup. Yeah, into, yeah. into the coffee cup. Yeah, and then I leave my house and I go to the coffee cabin, the nearby coffee cabin, <laughs> and I get a large, um, uh, cold brew. Black, oh, large fry, pa, large coffee. <laughs> large you got col- that good, buddy? Large cold brew, black. And then I drink that. And then at my place of work, we have small batch artisanal coffee uh, that I, per- hot coffee that I purchased. Jesus, that is a lot of coffee. Yeah. All right. And okay. I drink coffee tonight at about 8.30. <laughs> All right. How do you use alcohol? I don't. No. No. I, I Sometimes I clean my cuts. With you it. drink four rows and take pictures of it. Yeah. But I mean, I, 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 I guess ask... What are you asking for in this question? I don't, how do you use alcohol? Like some like I don't use it to drown my sorrows. If that's what you're asking, I don't mm-hmm. use it to help me fall asleep. I don't use it to help me hide from my demons. I don't use it to uh, become a, wait, wait, have what a was better person. Hide, hide from go, my demons. Go back a little more. 
fall asleep. There's something in your voice and you said that hide your demons. <laughs> I, I also don't use it to uh, to find myself to be a more social person. Oh, there it was again. Go back just a little bit. No, I'm just kidding. Oh, I don't know because I don't know if some people are like, yeah, I have a night, nightcap, uh, whatever. Normally, the only time I drink is when I smoke a cigar. Okay. Uh, what is your take on Uber Eats and DoorDash? No, never done it. But you think it's you had to be the laziest turd. Wait a minute. What about you guys were in quarantine? You were getting all kinds of stuff brought here, uh, weren't you? No, you, groceries. Mm. That and that wasn't that wasn't. You my went choice. and got Cafe Borgia. Yeah, I, you went I, and picked I, it I up. Went and picked up. <laughs> Absolutely. Okay. Do you play the lotto? No, never have. All right. Did you see the theme here? These are all things where it's like depending on how you. I mean, de- am I successful? Depending on how you decide. I don't know. I don't know. We'll find out. Um, oh, <laughs> I had a, I was going to rank. My prop. portfolio is is strong, very strong. What's a worse problem, potholes or bad beards? Bad beards. I don't even think about potholes. I navigate around them. Potholes are the Can't worst. Can't navigate around the worst thing ever. Besides beard, cannot navigate around bad beards. Have you ever smoked? Yeah. Do you meditate? Mm, not as much as I'd like to. Do books on tape count as reading a book? No. Okay. And these are, these are, um, thank you for playing along. These are, I'm going to ask other people who I think have their S together. See, and I think this would be perfect to put on the Instagram or social media. We do every, as many people that want to participate. We'll go through and we'll, we'll post it up and then we'll compare notes. Like how on Facebook, like how they're doing like that Valentine's day challenge where you go copy paste. We need to like put these where you go, take this copy paste it, yes. and put your answers, yes. you know? We can make that happen. Mm-hmm. And as you guys notice, um, I got some new applications that allow me to do cutouts of myself and Ben. We'll so you'll be of, seeing a lot more cutouts. We'll find out if our listeners. I'm going to, uh, I spent a lot of money, so I need to make it worth my while. Dude, I can't believe what a jerk Bud is in that movie. <laughs> he's such a creep. Well, his name's Bud. He's, <laughs> oh, like the first he's time like, he's there, short. he wakes up. And uh, he's at his, his aunt and uncle's house, and he he's green around the... I wonder if they really got him drunk for, when he comes to answer the phone for his mom, and oh, she's yeah. asking if he got a job yet, and he's like, I got here yesterday. No, yeah. I haven't gotten a job yet. But I, you know what he did get? He mm. slept with two women on the very first yeah. night he so was Did you there. get a job? No. Uh, how about two women at the same time? Oh, yeah, I did that right away. <laughs> check what what was your line? Well, I check. just stood there, and I said, let's go. I came in with a beard. Got two chicks and then decided that it was a, not a good idea to have my beard, so I shaved it off. I think you'd stay with the the beard for a while. Because what if you shaved your beard, and you got no chicks? Well, I guess you could always grow it back, like you said. He, he could grow yeah. his all the way up to his uh, forehead. The guy's like, "Oh, if you're gonna work here as a gopher on this oil rig, running stuff to and fro, and putting your elbow deep in crap, you're gonna need to sh- uh, shave." <laughs> okay. So another thing that we used to do all the time is we had this etiquette book. And from time to time, uh, we would, you know, have a situation come up and we'd say, let's, let's go to the, the etiquette book and see what John, was his name? John Bridger? Yeah. I th- Brid- Bridgman? Bridger? I don't know. Something like yeah. That. The gentleman, the guide to gentleman. The guy that wrote the, uh, the gentleman guidebook. So we would refer to that. And then over time, we're like, you know what? We, I think we have a, a, our finger on the pulse of what, uh, what current day etiquette is, or at least should be. So another call came in, an etiquette question. So I want to play it for you, and we are going to give, without the gentleman book, without the crutches, we are going to give an etiquette tip on this. And I hope this is something that we see more of in the future, a new bit where we give etiquette advice. Hey, Dave and Ben. It's Adrian. I'm region raised, although not from an area you consider the region, but I'm currently actually living in Texas. Speaking of Texas, I just listened to the newest episode of the podcast where you talk about country music, and you guys know there's something called Texas country? I'm not really a country fan, so I don't know much about it, but just like a lot of things uh, I've learned about Texas, apparently it's a thing, and a Texan will tell you all about it. Uh, But anyways, uh, I've been listening to you guys for a long time, and since you occasionally discuss etiquette situations, I was hoping you'd weigh in on mine. Uh, this morning, I received a text message from a friend that said, Hey, friend, do you have any plans for tomorrow evening? And since I have my phone sitting right on the desk, I was able to respond pretty quickly after getting the message, maybe less than a minute. However, it's now almost 8 o'clock at night, and there has been no response or follow-up. So what I want to know is, is it on me to text again 
and ask why they wanted to know, or do I just let it go? Oh, and by the way, my response said, after four, I have no plan. So I gave a pretty good response. So I'm interested in what you guys have to say. Thank you so much. Uh, bye. So my opinion on that is obviously this person texted the wrong person. And realized it was like, oh, I'm just going to pretend like that never happened. Oh, really? I don't know. That's what that's what I would think happened there. I don't know. I just chalk it up to somebody being scatterbrained like me. Either way, it's definitely not on this, you. This is perfect because this is a constant battle that myself and Ben have. And probably a battle that anybody who talks to Ben has. <laughs> because you can text. You could be embroiled in a text back and forth <laughs> with Ben and then ghost for eight hours. And you, mm. and, and you can text them five times in a row, still no response, nah, eight hours later. And I'm always, I'm, I never do. I always wonder, like, what happens? Do you put your phone down? Do you turn it <laughs> off? Does your wife take it from you and put it in one of those jars where you've been on it too long and then there's a yeah. time lock? What, yep. what, what happens? I mean. You're one of these people. So I, I think that you can. <laughs> I mean. Um, I'm the immediate text responder and if, you are the non-immediate text responder. If you stay in the conversation with everybody you have a conversation with, then then that's just all you're doing. You're just talking to everybody all the time. When does it end? To what end? But, okay, so why not do a salutation? Like, hey. Later. Cool. I'm going to have to get back to you in a minute. I've got to gotta go do something. But to trail off. And because if you don't use read receipts, it's like, did you get my message? Did you not? Then I'm thinking, should I call you? Should I keep text? Should I question mark? Then two question marks. Am I thirsty? Are you being an asshole? I don't know what's going on here. Please. Because you are this guy. I don't think I go that long. I don't think I go that long without. And then you complain that I text instead of one long paragraph, boom, 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 boom. That is the worst thing. Four sentences individually. What if I'm texting you, but I'm also doing other stuff? So it's like, I don't don't want to just ignore this text, but but I'm, I'm, I don't know lots of stuff, dude. uh, I'm throwing snowballs. You know what I mean? I'm mid-snowball throwing. I'm getting pummeled by some crazy MMA fighter. I feel like that. what I do is, uh, what I also like to do a lot of is... It's aggressive because it's like, hey, there's four messages to look at. Right. Well, I don't... I guess my mindset is every time I send you a message, it's making your phone go bing. And so if you annoy... If you're trying to ignore me, I'm going to make it difficult for you. So eventually (laughs) you're just going to pop back on and go, what? What do you want? And I'm going to get my answer and then we're going to be done. No, you're not. You're going to ask another eight questions. It's going to be, I, I don't know. I don't think, I don't, I, I think I do that to other people too, maybe a little bit, but oh, I don't, I don't think I go that long. I don't know. Like I, I answer the question. I say, if you, th- it's not usually just a cliffhanger. We'll be talking about something. And I'm like, all right, like, that's all, that's all we have to say. about. that's all I got to say about that. Well, right. I don't no. know. Like, oh, what do you put a bow on it? Yes. This has been a pleasant thread. I think I think at the end of it, this this would clear up a lot. So now what I've been doing is I voice message. <laughs> I tried Marco Polo because he's like, oh, you know, you're, you're being a dick here. And I'm like, mm. well, no, I'm not. You're, you're taking my personality and, and ascribing it to this text, which well, yeah, that's not my intention. I know where those words are but, coming but, from. But it, that's, it may not be my intention on that day at that time. <laughs> you may be having a, a, a bad day or whatever, and that's, that's how you true. take it. But that's that not be. the case. So I want you to hear my inflection. So here's what I would say, Adrian. Use the little voice recorder in the text thread and then tell the person, say, hey, can you get back to me? Let me know because I got to, you know, I'd like to make plans. And if you're, if you, if you're down to do something, let's nah, do something. I would, unless you really, really want to hang out with that person, I wouldn't do even that. Well, you, they, what, they asked if you were free. You said yes. Now, now move on. <laughs> they just never say anything again. Yeah, yeah. No, it's, I mean, like, I uh, have to believe the it. next question would be, do you want to hang out? And until that question comes, then you're not hanging out. I hate text messaging. What I like to do now uh, is just FaceTime people because no, and no one ever answers or like, I, I'm not in a place right now to, to answer that. Why not? Why aren't you? Don't you, we've been in, we've been in this COVID situation for so long. Don't you want to see someone's face? I got that um, Facebook portal thing now. What's that? You know, um, it's like a picture frame. Mm-hmm. but it works through messenger. So it's got like AI built in it and it's got like a fisheye lens. So, um, you set it on your desk and you use like a video chat, but the quality is really good. And again, like um, it pans around the room. So if I'm talking to you, if I get up and go to the other side of the room and I'm talking and going, yeah, anyways, it still picks it up. And it, who do you do that with? It follows you. So like if you go, if like, okay, so you're at the kitchen table, yeah. but you walk over and you're stirring something on the pot, whatever, um, it follows you. It comes to you and then zooms in closer to you. Right. It's it's like having a cameraman follow you around. It's really cool. And you do that with who? Uh, Well, 
I got a portal. I got one for my mother and I got one for uh, my in-laws. And so my sister-in-law got one. My brothers are like, no, we don't want one. We're not doing that. So now I just Facebook message them message. I just uh-huh. message them. I send them a message. So we have the fancy view, but we right. just see them like their normal camera view. Dude, they're pretty sweet, man. Except for they come with all the filters and doodads and buttons that Messenger does. Uh-huh. So my kids, every time I'm like, I want you to talk to your grandparents. That's what this is for because of COVID. They can't come over because the world's stupid. So you can talk to your grandparents. And they're like, look, grandpa, you got poppy ears. And you're putting sunglasses on them. Mm-hmm. That's annoying. But the actual portal is cool. So you do that to be like, don't have it. So then like you sort of uh, like video shame them. You're like, look how good my video feed is. Look, What are you doing? What are you in a coal mine? I'm down to video chat. I think that's the wave of the future. That we're going to get away from the audio phone calls. I'm going to start doing that to you then. I'll okay. be like, so remember when you up? did it last time? How'd that work out for you? I don't remember. Remember every time you we were on Marco Polo, and every single time I was I was wearing less clothes until I was wearing no clothes. <laughs> yeah. Very early on yeah. in our friendship. <laughs> like I'm going to teach you. You watch Legends of the Fall, and that's what you're going to be doing, man. That's for sure. <laughs> I got to ask you this because I really don't know anything about this. What what goes on with fitted hats? So I used to be a hat guy, always wore hats. I was also, uh, in the Kevin Smith days, you know, I wore the, uh, the, the, the jersey, the hockey sweater all the time. Mm. Not because of him, but that was just like a mid-90s cool thing look. to do, right? Yeah, it was Especially cool for, a, for a stout gentleman. And so uh, I, I loved hockey. I wore hockey sweaters. I wore hockey hats. I, and in fact, I had a hat for half the league. So it wasn't even specific to a team. I just liked having different hats for different color clothes. I like hockey. So I like, I, I like wearing A's hats. I like players on every team. That's why hockey was different for me. I was like, oh, I like this player. I don't care about the team, but I like players. Mm. Um, and the other day I saw a picture of myself wearing a black Red Wings hat. I was like, dude, that hat is, I love that hat. I don't know whatever happened to it. And I have a hat bag that every now and then when my wife is at Kohl's and she sees hats on sale, she'll buy a couple hats. And they're always either the, you know, the ones with the plastic, Thing on the back that helps you size yeah, your hat your, adjustable yeah the adjustable and sometimes no some people have bought fitted hats for me before and i've bought fitted hats i'm trying to find i don't know what a snapback is i thought initially a snapback was that fitted thing with the snaps but it's not that's not what a snapback is no it's like a, god how old am i it's like uh i thought it was the flat i thought it was a fitted hat with a flat brim i think okay and you may be right but my question is as in the in the late eighties, early nineties of all the, and probably even earlier than that, whenever my dad wore a hat, we talked about this before. He did. He would put on a baseball hat first at the edge of his hairline in the front, and then he would just touch it on the back of his head, yeah. and there'd be a there'd <laughs> my be dad a, too. There'd be, yeah, anybody who'd been in the military, a stiff wind was like how you wear off. a military cover in the army or whatever. Okay, um, and my dad was in the navy. But that's how they wore. He'd always be like, "That's how you wear a hat." He'd wear a he. He yeah. was on the USS Galveston, so at, you know, years later, he got a USS Galveston Navy hat and would wear it that way. You want to place the the brim of the hat in just a way that it doesn't block any sun. Right, right. And I used to laugh. I'd go, "Dude, it looks stupid," because um, there's all that extra room up top. Like, <laughs> yeah. what, what what's the point of having that room up top? Why don't they make hats that don't have that much headroom? And now. You could find the most badass hats anywhere. I mean, they're all over. But I can't find one that doesn't have the extra room in the head. Oh, they're huge, dude. What, what are we doing? Well, if you Some get guys it, wear them over their ears, too, which I that's worse to me oh, than a beard. Do. Tons of people do. Like, they wear it like when your grandpa bought you a hat when you were a little kid. And he's yeah. like, don't grow into it one day. But that they're already grown and their head's not growing anymore unless yeah, they get cephalitis. So I don't get it. Yeah. It does look like <laughs> That's a weird wear. trend. It's Remember, like, you know, like, well, now baggy pants aren't cool anymore. But it used to be like big baggy pants. If you were to have huge baggy pants, and you remember like how big people wore t-shirts? Oh yeah, like yeah. this, like a like a short sleeve shirt was well past yes. the elbows. Yes. If you had a hat too that went over your ears, you would just look like um, what's that like the little cat that like followed Tom around? No, was that like was that little scrappy dog that yeah. followed the, the yeah, big dog? Butch and uh, whatever that little. Uh, yeah, yeah, you're talking about scrappy dude, but it's not the same. Not anyway. scrappy dude at all. Yeah. Um. Just I don't know why the I don't know why the the impetus the impetus to look like a tiny child that seems strange to me. <laughs> My question to you is, and to anybody else out there that can help me, if you don't know the answer to this, is where can I find a hat with no headroom? And by no headroom, I mean no extra headroom. But none though. Now you're talking about like a 1930s. Ball I mean, play. I don't want to like be the able, way Mickey Mantle wore it. I don't. 
I mean, I want to find something between, you know, a yarmulke and, and something where I could hide a pint of alcohol when I went into the movie theater. I think <laughs> I think uh, those like vintage style hats. I have an A's hat mm-hmm. that's like like a throwback vintage looking one. Mm-hmm. And it's clearly not like the, you know, like, like the eight gallon one that you're talking about. <laughs> yeah. You got to get one that's like a throwback era. Because then it looks like what like shoeless Joe Jackson would wear. I'm sure there are hat people like there. What do they call the people that are shoe, uh, like the shoe people that collect shoes? I forget uh, what they're called. There's a name. Yeah, whatever. There's yeah. got to be hat people like that too, right? So anybody who's a hat person, a hat collector. What do they call them? Like I'm a real shoe guy. <laughs> yeah. Shoe gazer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I, I don't know. There is sneakerhead. Sneakerhead. Yeah. There it is. So is there a hat head? Or a cap head. A hat head. That's pretty sweet, actually, yeah. Hat head. That's what it is? Either I way. I guess, yeah. No, I, th- I think you have to get one that's like, hey, uh, in the Civil War, what kind of ball cap? I still have a full, beautiful head of hair. N- not maybe one or two, gr- very, very few grays, if, if, if any. But sometimes I like the way I look in a baseball hat. And so does my wife. Not, But, but hockey, but I can't stand the, the huge hats, though. No, I can't either. What would you rather have, a huge hat or a huge beard? Huge hat. I have to agree. Yeah, because at least I'm not making people throw up at dinner. <laughs> what um, What's worse, the guy that wears the huge... What's worse, the guy that wears the snapback style flat brim huge hat over his ears or the dude that wears the red ball cap fitted backwards? That's tough. Like Fred Durst. Yeah, that's exactly why. That's yeah. exactly. He ruined it. We he were actually, he, and it's always a Yankees, but it's the it's the red Yankees hat, right, for Fred Durst? Yeah, it's he just he put a microscope on what we're all doing, our douchey behavior. He's like, um, I'll be the king of the douche. I still, I would still go with the backwards hat. is is better than the oversized flat brimmed ear covering hat. Yeah, it is. It's, I, it's that's not redeemable. I did a Marco Polo. I keep bringing my brother. That guy's also not getting into heaven. I did a Marco Polo. He's not at all. I did a Marco Polo uh, with my brothers and I had a backwards hat on and my brother was like basically he was like you you have to fix that or else you can't just keep sending me messages. I can't watch any more messages with that. <laughs> so I'll talk to you later, Kevin James. <laughs> yeah, that's what it was like. I, I was Kevin like, I'm, James is the only like, the last sorry? man standing on the backwards hat, right? Uh, I I don't know, dude. My wife still digs it. My wife, she likes it. The backwards hat? Dude, she, she's got like this 90s. Is it because tr- of Mark Wahlberg? She just, it's, you know how we talked about like when you dance, it's in your DNA. Like the women just are attracted. They're like, you know, he's a good mate. Um, my wife, if you wear a tank top and a backwards ball cap. It's if still, I do? If, anybody, dude. Oh. Yeah, you got to be careful. Let's try this out. You got to be careful. It does something to her still. <laughs> it like, it's like her. her Guys. Yeah, fellas. <laughs> We're gonna have a hey my man live event. Everyone's gonna be wearing uh, look like Eminem. No, there's like yeah, there's like a um thing. Like the way I look back you know, on nostalgia about movies and music and you do that too. Uh she does that with uh you know, wife beaters and ball caps. All right, well then she should get with Bud. He's a wife beater. Yeah, dude. <laughs> so is Wes. Take your pick. Anybody in that movie. It's her dream boat. <laughs> All right. So I'm going to watch Legends of the Fall. Yeah. Um, I'm going to give me two weeks because I don't want to do a movie review back to back. Is that fair? Sure. All right. That's episode 277 of the Hey My Man podcast. Before we leave, do you have any shows coming up? Anything you want to promote? I don't think so. I absolutely have nothing to promote. So that'll be it. All right. We'll see you next time. Later. Later.